New Cape Line sparkling cocktails take you to a place where your wildest expectations meet real possibilities. These super delicious bubbly twists on classic cocktails have all the flavor you expect from a margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, or blackberry mojito. And with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. On top of that, they are simple to enjoy straight out of the fridge or on the go. Just pop open the can. Or if you're feeling extra fancy, looking at you wine drinkers, pour one over ice. It's beautiful. Go to capeline.com to find out where to buy these seriously delicious sparkling cocktails. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. When hunger strikes, remember this set of numbers. 90, 10, 1. That's 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. It's available in four tasty flavors that will help you kick your cravings. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. Available at all major retailers. That's Walmart, Target, your local grocery store, even Amazon. And now, let's batch. Bachelor Party presented by Cape Line. I'm Juliette Littman. This is the Ringer Podcast Network. Today, I have two guests. One is Dustin Kendrick, who was on The Bachelorette until last week and I think is the most prominent nose ring wearer of all time in this franchise. After that, we're also going to hear from my friend, Michael Ratner, who is the EP and director of Historical Roast on Netflix. But before that, I just wanted to go over some things that I missed from this week when Mina and I were chatting, had some time to really let the episode sink in. And so, Craig, my producer, I just want to chat about a few a few of these items. Can we just get into it? Yeah, Julia, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you for being so enthusiastic. Sure. My main thing is that I'm just so bored by Luke P that I literally had to watch the Luke and Garrett meet fight like seven times to really understand the gravity of it. And I, I feel like Mina and I kind of skipped over it. So I just wanted to discuss it a little bit more. Why is deli meat the go-to serving option for Bachelor Nation? I don't know. So this is certainly reminiscent of Chad. And I'm sure that all persons involved remembered that when Chad was like the main villain, he was eating a ton of deli meat all the time. Can we get granola bars, trail mix? Like it's got to be sliced deli meat just on a platter. I think this is the most eating of food that I can really recall on on any of these shows, like outside of drinking in paradise. But like they're just they, they eat a lot. These dudes, they do. I wish there was more. I want to see breakfast sit downs and dinners with all the guys. I know I, I do, too. And like. You know, I've discussed it in the past with other contestants. Like, they kind of just, like, wake up, and there's usually, like, food available, and they can start drinking whenever. But, like, it's hard. I, I do really want to see, like, a call sheet. Like, what does the day look like? How I know. They- is there a workout time? Do they eat and then work out together? What's I just would like to know more of their day-to-day. They most go jogging together. These were all good questions that I should have thought up before I talked to Dustin. <laughs> However, <laughs> that portion is already recorded. Thank you, Craig. We'll be asking our next contestant on the show all yep. of these. Which, fingers crossed, will be Tyler, if I have any luck in this world. That'll so. be a two- hour interview we'll never let him go never he's i think he's just so popular but anyway i i always do this back to garrett and luke (laughs) their fight was like just really immature and if you really watch it and like dig into it you kind of forget about all the storylines over uh, kind of overarching this season garrett comes off really badly in it it's impressive that i wanted him to go home over luke in that moment i know you don't really feel bad for him luke while probably shouldn't have shouted in his face or like dropped deli meat in his lap Garrett like really eggs him on and and this this week I'm officially 
a little sympathetic towards Luke. I think the way that he views women is just so incredibly retrograde and disrespectful based on all the teasers that I'm not like, I feel bad for Luke. But I there is like a, a more sympathy than there was last week because the dudes are like really at this point, they're like ganging up on him. I agree. It's like, that's the one thing that they can all like unite over is how much they hate Luke. But there are a few times where Luke is just kind of minding his own business and people just hammer him. Yeah. And I think he seems annoying. And like, I don't even like to like be in a taxi with someone I don't like. So having to live in a house with someone I don't like would be extremely difficult for me. I like the way Tyler and Peter have been handling it where they just kind of chime in rarely when they think it's really necessary. I wish that was how the whole season was, but... Is it rare though? Like, I don't I don't know. <sighs> I guess. I, I can't really tell. I think it's just like, we're only seeing it a little bit, but I got the impression this week, I think Mina and I discussed this, that like Tyler is is really the kind of the ringleader of of the anti-Luke brigade at this point. And, you know, I think it was Garrett and Dylan as well. But but uh, when Luke went out of his way to be like, you know, like hearing that from Jed is really weird. I would have expected from Tyler. Just sort of gave us some insight, I think. But I mean, you don't see Tyler putting baloney rings on his eyes to... No. Garrett you know. sucks. I think Garrett, like, I was like into Garrett, but now I'm like, no, actually that dude is not cool. No, I don't want to see him again. I hope he doesn't show up anywhere else. So who puts deli meat on their face like that? I know. I, <laughs> kind of gross. Also, a messed up move by Luke to drop the bologna on his lap. Also, bologna. Of all the deli meats in the world, do they have to get bologna? I don't think that's like native to the Netherlands, but perhaps I'm wrong, and it like has like more symbolic meaning. Maybe a producer knew that like a pun was coming, and they thought, well, maybe we'll drop bologna, and Luke will dive <laughs> on the opportunity. Someone did reach out to me to tell me that I was like really off base about pickled herring in Scandinavia, and that like I shouldn't. And and you know what? This happens a lot on this show. Like, and sometimes it's like not as obvious when it's with like a. European food or something. But there is just so much like exoticization that has to do with food. And and I, I feel bad for being rude about the the eating of the herring. But still, it wasn't appealing to me. But no. I guess I guess it's more of a tradition than I realized. Also, the way they ate it was not super appealing. No. It was just uh that was the whole thing was an awkward date. But this was just like a really weird Luke episode where it just felt so contrived. And I he, think I think we have to confront the actual reality now that he is legitimately right with the other guys. What do you mean, right? His, ch- his chances of winning. Oh, definitely. I guess I didn't realize that until this episode. I was like, wow, he's actually right there with Tyler and Peter and everybody. Well, I think the way that his story obviously meant something to her is really meaningful. Yep. And next week, the hometown, I think religion is going to play a huge part of this. And I agree. Luke and his whole family praying in the in the, in the the preview is going to be an interesting situation for Hannah and all the other guys, I think, as well. If you go back and watch some of her interviews, like, from the beginning of the show and when things were getting started, she does make it clear that, like, sort of her, her she what she calls her Southern values are really important to her. And I think part of that is her religion. And, like, it's just become really real that that's, or really apparent that's one of the ways they connect that I think has been downplayed previously this season. Curious to see Luke's parents. Me what, too. What they're like. Super excited. I'm actually excited to see everyone's parents, though. It really is so telling. And the ones who I'm, like, kind of, like, Last, the least interested in our Peters. I just feel like they're going to be like total and normal. Peter's just really normal. Like, he's super normal. He's just like a regular guy. He could work at the ringer. He's done. He's done <laughs> uh, with his career as being a pilot. And he's just like ready to be land bound. And let me tell you, digital media is super land bound. I'm, so. I'm glad he's given up on the pilot puns. That, there was enough of those. He's, he's kind of pulled the reins on those. I'm happy. I presume those were forced on him. Yeah, probably. Just, right. just my opinion. Um, I the whole just yeah Garrett like just really left with a on a bad note. Very sour. I kind of hope he gets to go to paradise. I feel like he needs to redeem himself a little bit. He handled the breakup well. A lot of the guys on this season have done a really good job with getting broken up with. They've all been extremely respectful, said good luck, and got into the car. I think it's 
partially because they really like each other. I'm not sure that anyone is like as in love with Hannah as they claim. Not because she doesn't deserve it and she's not awesome, but it does seem like there's not a lot of hard feelings going on. I wonder how many people each season actually find true feelings for the, the lead. I think what happens is, as far as I can tell, based on the folks I've spoken to, is that it feels very real in the moment. And, like, everyone's had that kind of, like, you're in a bubble and it just feels like a bigger deal. Or, like, in school, like, you develop a crush on somebody you sit next to in class. Yeah, so it it intensifies quickly. But then I think after the show, if it actually is a good match, like, the couples that are successful, it's because they kind of, like, date, you know? They they don't just, like, go straight into— marriage or whatnot. Paradise is still the best way to meet somebody. You date for like two weeks on the show and then you leave and have a normal life. Yeah, or a long distance normal life, I guess. Like Evan and Carly. Unless you're all in LA. Are they the best example of people from Paradise? (sighs) Mm. I think Astrid and and, uh, Kevin are the best example, actually. She moved to Canada for him. Freaking Canada, which seems great. And uh, Goose and Crystal. Yeah, Goose, Goose and Crystal. That's the most surprising one to me. He was kind of insufferable. So was she, her voice. She spoke with a different voice for the entire season. She turned it around a little bit in Paradise, but maybe that's why they get along. I guess. They bo- they're both Paradise Reclamation projects. <laughs> um, another thing I forgot to mention when chatting with Mina, zero seconds, zero minutes for Chris Harrison this week. He bageled. Maybe he didn't make the trip. <laughs> oh, my God. He, I, wonder, I wonder if he's a Netherlands guy. That is possible, but... It's just the way that it all went down. We didn't really need him. There's not enough, con- like, I feel like all the guys know how to kind of, like... Give good interview? Yeah, they just, like, lead the show themselves. Like, Tyler and, like, the way they go about things. Like, it's it's all very orchestrated where I feel like I don't need Chris Harrison. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't... What Now that she seems like she's gotten her bearings back, it uh, seems like he's he's less necessary. But I, I also, like, kind of forgot he wasn't in it until I was like, oh, right, no Chris Harrison. No, no Chris Harrison TRT to count out for this show. Does he go to each hometown? Um... No, he does not. What happens is Hannah goes to them with the producers and then she meets him back in L.A. Mm. right after. I really think that the, like, weird sit-down she had with Chris Harrison and the sparkly dress from the the mid-season, like, uh, preview episode or mid-season special, I think that was filmed probably right after the the rose ceremony in L.A. And they just tacked that on because they wanted to show more Luke fights? I guess, or just ABC ordered an extra episode or something like that. That kind of scheduling thing happens. You can't predict all of it right away. So they probably had like a late, a late minute, last minute ad or something like that. Yeah, it was a boring interview. Super boring. We didn't, we didn't learn very much, but that's okay. Um, I just, uh, I'm really ready for Luke to leave. I feel like we all are. I actually think it would be fun to have him now just as the final two. Luke and someone else? Yeah, screw it. Luke and Garrett obviously would have been good. At this point, Luke and Tyler would be the best. Luke and Tyler matchup. would be insane. I don't know what would happen if she picked Luke over Tyler in the moment. Me neither. I think, like, America would revolt. Tyler's beloved. How do you feel about Tyler? I think he's great. I, I'm actually annoyed at how little flaws I can find in him. I know. He just seems so delightful. And I, I <laughs> just, the way I feel about Tyler's on record. But... I even like that he's a little bit mean. Like, I like that he kind of dug Luke for being 5'8 for no reason. Yeah, you can't be perfect all the time. No. And also, it's not his fault that he's 5'8. Also, I don't believe he's 5'8. I think he's probably more like 5'10. Mm, okay. Because I feel like if you're being rude, you kind of, like, you dial it back, you know, to, like, literally belittle him. I'm surprised Luke didn't say anything back. Like, actually, I'm 5'10". That feels like something he would have done. He might have, and we didn't see it, to be honest. True. You know? It's hard to say. Yeah, because as we saw, he played football growing up, and it listed him as six foot. Don't believe that. I don't believe that either. By the way, if you haven't read Roger's uh, recap from this week, it's really good. And I, I really recommend it because Roger goes deep on what could be the win, where and what could be the windmill sex. It seems like the internet seems to think it was Jed in Europe or that was, like a week we've already seen, but I really don't think that. I think so. I, I firmly believe it happens in Mykonos. And I think it's either 
it's not Jed or Luke. I think it's either Peter or Tyler. And I'm I'm going with Tyler for the for the infamous windmill sex. That would check out for Tyler. <laughs> but that I think means that Peter goes home at hometowns, if true. Which I I, I can't see that. I don't know. Hard. I, we'll we'll find out. I guess. Um, we're gonna get into it. We'll we'll see in the coming weeks. We're also gonna talk to Dustin Kendrick who is back in Chicago living his life and organizing fun runs. The Nose Ring Pioneer. The Nose Ring Pioneer. I'm excited to discuss that with him. But first, let's talk about a few more of today's sponsors. Your stomach is rubbling. You need something to fill it. Hunger strikes so aggressively that it's easy to grab for the nearest snack. Donuts in the break room, a bag of vending machine goodies, or a muffin from the downstairs cafe. But when you're in need of a quick, tasty treat, there's only one set of numbers you need to remember. 90, 10, 1. 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein 1, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. Available in tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings, including chocolate chip, peanut butter chocolate chip, chocolate fudge, and strawberries and cream. I keep these bars in my desk so that when I'm in between podcasts, in between meetings, or just too lazy to go get some other food, I just eat one of these and it really tides me over. So you too should try Protein One for your next snack emergency. They're available at all major retailers. That's Walmart, Target, the local grocery store, or Amazon. Are you looking to elevate your home style but feel hemmed in by square footage? Article's beautiful modern furniture helps you make a design impact, even with a small space so you never have to compromise on great style. Article is the easiest way to buy beautiful modern furniture and save 30% over traditional prices. They cut out the middleman to sell you their goods directly and keep prices low. That means no showrooms, no salespeople, and no retail markups. Article focuses on quality and construction, offering beautifully crafted contemporary pieces at fair prices. Article offers fast, flat rate shipping to anywhere in the U.S. and Canada, starting at just $49 with free basic shipping on orders over $9.99 and additional options for in-room delivery and assembly assistance. In-stock items will be delivered in two weeks or less and you get 30 days to return or exchange. I have quite a few pieces of Article in my home and I have to say I love them. I will have one in particular that's a cabinet that, you know what, I think it was intended to be for like your kitchen, for storage and your living room or like use as like a bar piece, but I use it for my linens and my shoes and I absolutely love it. I also have a great little side table next to my couch and a wonderful lamp. I I'm all in on Article. If you want to be all in on Article, they will offer you $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more when you visit article.com slash bachelor. Go to article.com slash bachelor. The discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Once again, that's article.com slash bachelor to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. All right, Craig, let's talk to Dustin. He is calling in from Chicago, where this evening, today's Tuesday, he will be hosting one of these famed fun runs that Tyler has started. And he's taking it to the Midwest. Let's get him on the line. And now on the other line, I have Dustin Kendrick. Hi, Dustin. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, thank you. How are you? This was your, your first week watching The Bachelorette not being on The Bachelorette of Hannah's season. It's kind of crazy. But it's still all good. It's kind of nice not seeing it. Sometimes I cringe when I hear myself <laughs> talk or see myself do some. So it was kind of refreshing. It was good. Uh, what was the hardest thing for you to watch from of like of, of yourself throughout this experience? Uh, the hardest thing to watch for myself? I don't. I don't know. I would say you know watching me and Hannah have like an intimate kissing moment. Sure. It was a little. It was a little weird just to be that that close up and watching her. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was a little weird, but it was good though. Um, what's been the biggest surprise of watching the season? I guess, you know, everyone knows like the Luke P thing going on. And I did know to a certain, you know, living there to a certain extent, how he was acting. 
And but in his interviews, I had no idea. Like it really revealed a lot about him. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I was surprised, but it was still, it was still, um, I don't know, interesting for sure. What kind of thing was revealed? Oh, uh, just how he was talking, like um, in his interviews, like blaming other people when he's clearly the one in the wrong. It's just uh, ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty, um, pretty crazy. Who have you been watching the show with? Like, do you watch alone? Do you get friends to watch with you? Like, what what's that process like for you on Monday nights? It must be really weird. <laughs> like, you're just like not on television, and then all of a sudden you're on it every Monday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I do have friends that love the show, so um, I do watch with some friends. Um, a lot of times, I just like to watch it by myself, though, because <laughs> again, I get a little. I get a little nervous on how I'm gonna, what I'm gonna say, or how I look, or whatnot. I don't know. It's, real, it's very, it's really weird for people to watch you on there. So, what's been like the weirdest feedback that you've gotten? The weirdest feedback? Yeah, or like, what's just like a? I mean, are you still reading your mentions? Are you still like on Instagram a lot? Like, I think that I would. It's obviously good to like, you know, be in the mix and respond to people. But I think I, me personally, if I were on the show, I would just need to have some kind of like social media blackout because I feel like it would like all get to me. I'm definitely sensitive. I admire people who can go on television in this capacity. I could never do it. So like, what's it been like, you know, you know, seeing your like follower count rise and like reading your mentions and seeing what people are saying on Instagram? For sure. I think for the most part, everyone's been very supportive and nice. Um, you do have a few um, that like to... uh Talk shit, so to say. Uh, maybe about my nose ring. I got a lot of things about my Wait, nose. I uh, think I love. I actually wrote down in my notes just nose ring because I wanted to talk to you about it. I feel like you're doing a lot for nose ring <laughs> culture in America. <laughs> nose ring culture, yeah. I was told I'm the first <laughs> in history to um, get that far with a nose ring. So you know, forget you know winning or becoming the bachelor. I'm, I'm down in history already. I completely agree. It's very 90s. I feel like it's very real, very real world San Francisco. But the 90s are back. They're back. They are for sure back. So people are coming at you about your nose ring. That's so upsetting to me. What are they saying? Yeah, some people just don't like the nose ring on me. Uh, don't listen I don't to that, man. Exactly I exactly what they say, but yeah, they're not they're, they're not a big fan of it. Don't listen. I I just I can't believe it. Is it <laughs> Is it I new? I won't. Is it new? Like is it special for the bachelor? I've been rocking it a long time. No, I've had it so I've had it off and on. I had it back like two, three years ago, mm. but I had to take it out for I, um, for work opportunities. But I, I put it back in last summer. Um, yeah, and I just like it. It's a part of me. I like it too. I support you. Personality. So, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm trying to be like Lenny Kravitz. Oh my goodness. Did you see the pictures Lenny of him Kravitz at Zoe? That's where yeah. Did you ever see him at, at, his, <laughs> at his daughter's wedding over the weekend in Paris? A lot of glamorous pictures of him. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Check out the Daily Mail, you know. Um, <laughs> you just mentioned work <laughs> opportunities. What what kind of stuff were you up to before going on the show? Um, so I'm a real estate broker. Um, a couple of years ago, I just did an internship with a developer um, to learn more of the real estate business. And I, to me, I just wanted to be more professional, sure. um, so to say. Um, even though I do think it's professional, but sure. I don't know. At that time, I wanted to take it out. Sure, more um, But yeah, I'm a real estate broker. Yeah, I'm a real estate broker. I'm also a server. I also do modeling here and there, so I stay pretty busy. It sounds like it. Uh, I went to college in Chicago. Great, great city. Oh, nice. Where'd you go? Uh, Northwestern. It's not in Chicago, I know. Nice. It's right out, Right outside. Oh, it's great school, though. <laughs> you're, you're Chicago. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, what's it been like getting back to your life? Like, what was the, what's been the weirdest part of 
going, you know, going off the grid for like six weeks, however long it was, and then like returning to real life? What's been the most challenging and what's been just like something you didn't expect? It was nice being fed like three or four times a day without having to pay for anything. Um, but, you know, coming back, was it was actually good to get back to real life. Um, the only thing, you know, everything's the same. The only thing that's different is when I walk down the street, people might recognize me and want to take a photo, which is super cool. You sure. know, it's awesome. That is awesome. Cool. That's sound- <laughs> if I I was just in Chicago, wish I'd run into you for a picture. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to ask you some questions about the other guys in the house. We'll just go through them quickly, you know? Just wh- whatever you think of, spit it out. We're going to start with Jed, and I okay. pro- promise it won't be controversial. Um, how often is Jed with his guitar? How many hours of the day? He's with his... I mean, he loves his guitar. Honestly, we actually pushed him to play his guitar um, because that's that was our only entertainment we had, really. Um, but he, he played it a couple times a day. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, we we asked him. We were like, yeah, play the song. Please play the song. And we would just all in a, a group rap or freestyle or sing to a song. It was a, it was he was a lifesaver for that guitar, honestly. Wow, okay. He does seem popular inside the house. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great sweet guy. Who's the most popular? Who was or not most popular, because it's not all that. It's not high school. But like who was like a really fun personality to be around with, be around that's not coming through? Um, from the show that we're seeing, like for example, you didn't get you didn't get a ton of like this is who I am, this is my personality, and I'm cool. But I, everyone yeah. everyone says nice things about you. Yeah, um, I would say Dylan for sure. Dylan is hilarious. Um, that guy can make me laugh at all times of the day. Um, yeah, you guys can't really see much of him either, but his facial expressions throughout the show um, could tell you his personality is pretty hilarious. Yeah, he's good for a lot of gifts. I, f- I feel like those are circulating. Oh my god. <laughs> He's, he's so funny. Who was like the sort of ringleader in the house? Like who kind of like would build the most consensus and like people would just want to, you know, sort of was like a leader. Uh, I would go ahead and say Big Mike. Everyone loves Big Mike. Mike's an honest, you know, genuine guy. He speaks from his heart. He speaks the truth. Um, and I think a lot of people gravitated towards him for that. Okay. He does seem like a really nice guy. I was sad to see him go home last night. Yeah, it was sad to see that. I feel like he'll be in the mix. Do you feel like you're a part of Bachelor Nation yet? Like, it's like, you know, I feel like it's a whole phenomenon that people become a part of after they're on the show. Like, do you feel like you're in it yet or are you still new to this world? I I think I'm still new to the world, you know? I'm like just chippy toeing in, seeing what it's all about. (laughs) But so far, the experience of Bachelor World has been great. I I have nothing bad to say about it. I know last weekend or sometime recently, you were in New York and you did a fun run with Tyler in Central Park. What was it like <laughs> seeing all of this this whole group of people, all this mostly women, come out for you guys and like just want to jog with you? Like, what was that experience like? And walk me through it. Uh, that was surreal. That was <laughs> an insane experience. But what was insane about it? it, it I get. I, I kind of, I felt like I was just like in a rock band or something like that, you know, with like all these girl fans around and whatnot. It was, it was insane. I've never experienced anything like that before. Crazy. But for sure, a great time. How do you make it so they don't like follow you home after? Like, how do you leave? Like, I, I feel like with rock, with rock bands, they have like handlers to take care of that for you. But like, how do you like exit <laughs> the fray? We're pretty athletic. So we just <laughs> gave each other Nah, they just took off running. Oh my god! (laughs) So you just ran, literally ran away from a horde of girls. (laughs) We did. It was it was a good time. (laughs) That's really funny. How did your own fun run Chicago go? Did it happen? No, I haven't did yet. Actually, we're doing it tonight at six thirty. Oh, nice. Hopefully, it doesn't rain or storm. But um, yeah, it's still going down. 
How often are you getting stopped on the street? You mentioned that it happens, but like, is it every day? Is it every other day? It's every day. Every day for sure. Wow. Um, I'd probably take anywhere from 10 to 20 photos a day. Jesus Christ. Um, You've had to like carve time out for that then. Yeah. Well, I, I work in the service industry, so I work at like a like a, a pretty popular restaurant here in Chicago, and um, people just recognize me. Are you willing to say where it is? You don't have to. Yeah, I work at Soho. I work at Soho House in Chicago. Oh, I just ate at the Alice. It was so good. <laughs> that's where I was. That's where I was serving. Oh my God! How did it's I miss you? Yeah. yeah, it's a huge house. It's beautiful. It's really nice, and that pool is not overcrowded. Um, <laughs> How did you end up on the show? Like, who nominated you, and what did you know about it before you went on? So, um, I had a coworker come up to me one day. He was like, "I've been working out with one of the recruiters for the Bachelorette. I think you should do it." He was like, "What? That show? That's still going on? Man, that show's been on for a minute." And <laughs> I, I first turned it down. I was like, "No, I don't know if that's for me." And then a couple of days later, I just thought to myself, "I might as well. Why not? You know, never know what." Well, come out of that. So, and I told him, sure. And here I am talking to you guys now. The yeah, rest seriously. Crazy how it works. I'm just here peppering you with questions. Did you, in overall, like the experience of being on television? Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it. Um, it was for sure an adjustment. Um, like, I, I'm just a regular old Joe. Like, I'm not used to cameras and being on TV. So, um, I was a little shocked at first, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's been, it's been great so far. You know, it's, it's so much fun. That's awesome. Um, how has it been for your family? Uh, my family is so tickled by it. So I'm originally from a small town, about five hours south of Chicago. Oh. Super small town. Illinois or Indiana? Around there. In Illinois. Married Illinois. Okay. Borderline Kentucky. Almost like Kentucky. Gotcha. That's like how you drive to the Derby from Chicago. Straight down. Yeah, not too, not too far. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone's tickled in my family. They just, they, they're just eating it up and my hometown is just super supportive as well that's awesome um well dustin thank you so much for taking the time today i hope that eventually you don't have to take 20 photos per day but also i hope you enjoy it while (laughs) while it goes on it's okay i'm on my last five minutes of 15 minutes of pain (laughs) so it's all good do you have any (laughs) any predictions of uh how things are going to shake out with luke p oh i just hope he goes home i want him to go home Um, me too i'm sick of him you know the other guys uh i don't think hannah could go wrong um, in my opinion, you know, being in the house with most of those guys and spending a lot of time and having like deep conversations with them, um, minus with P, I don't think she could go wrong. All great guys. It does seem like you guys really liked each other. Yeah, it's weird, right? I was yeah. hoping that wasn't going to happen, you know? I needed to be like competitive and dislike some guys, but it just didn't work that way. Um, last question Who are you still in touch with the most? Um, I'm in touch with, uh, I like to stay in touch with all the guys who like social media and whatnot. And we like to crack jokes on one another. Um, honestly, majority of, majority of the guys I can call life um, friends for sure. That's awesome. What a happy story. Dustin, don't take out your nose <laughs> ring and have a great day. <laughs> I won't. Thank you. Okay. Well, great to hear from Dustin. I really do wish him well. And uh, I can't believe people are giving him negative feedback on the nose ring. It's just completely ludicrous. Uh, I look forward to talking more of these Bachelor contestants now that they're no longer on the show and are, are free to do interviews. Hopefully we'll be talking to more of them, including you know who. Um, we are going to talk next with a good friend of mine who has a show on Netflix called Historical Roast. But first, let's talk about Cape Line. 
It's July 4th weekend. What better way to celebrate the holiday and Hannaby's journey to find love than with something delightfully bubbly? There's new Cape Line sparkling cocktails, which have all the flavor you want and nothing you don't. Discovered the margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito of your dreams with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Go to capeline.com and find out where to buy a six or 12 pack of these beauties, get them in your fridge, and get ready to open up a can of having it all. Welcome to Cape Line. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. Alrighty, and now a quick pivot away from strictly reality TV and The Bachelor. Um, a good friend of mine named Michael Ratner has a show on Netflix called Historical Roast, which perhaps you'll want to check out over this weekend, this holiday weekend. So uh, let's talk to him for a few minutes and hear what it's all about. And now on the phone, I have my friend, the executive producer and director of Netflix's Historical Roast. This is Michael Ratner. Hi, Michael. Hello. So we've done podcasts together before. We've done two. This is our third. This is our third, yeah. The other ones have been on the NBA show, though, because you were directing a show called The Fifth Quarter, which was like mm-hmm. mo- kind of like a 30 for 30 mockumentary starring athletes. And you've taken now you've taken your talents to Netflix, working with a lot of comedians on Historical Roast. Will you just give a brief overview of what Historical Roast is? We are roasting dead people. There's something wrong with us. <laughs> no, we. Well, that is the tr- that, that is, is the truth. Yeah, but no, that we, is the are, overview. <laughs> yeah, that is the over. That's that's the long and the short of it. But we are uh, we're roasting dead people ultimately, so we can teach millennials about history, world history, and each episode focuses on a different, you know, famous uh, historical figure. And uh, their contemporaries are roasting them. So if it's Abe Lincoln, it's John Wilkes Booth or Harriet Tubman. Uh, and you're ultimately learning all about that time period. And uh, they're played by famous people uh, and, and big celebrities and comedians. And we had a really good time doing it. And hosted by Jeffrey Ross. And hosted by the Jeffrey Ross, who's like a time-traveling um, uh, Roastmaster roast General master, in each sure. episode. Yeah. His comedy skills can't be limited to just one century. You know, he has to go all over the no, map. He, he bounces around. Yeah. We, we cover everybody from Cleopatra to Freddie Mercury to Abe Lincoln, a lot, a lot of bouncing around uh, the world and time periods. One thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, three reality TV editing is such a, such a big deal. And so often discussed, and I went to the taping of the Freddie Mercury episode where Freddie Mercury was, was roasted by princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Well, someone I love a lot. Um, wait, David for, Bowie. Sorry, David Bowie and Kurt Cobain, and mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Like I, you know, sit, sitting out on a TV taping, I think people like don't really necessarily understand how you then put it together afterwards. And this is like particularly true with like a lot of Bachelor stuff because they they record some yeah. stuff in studio and and whatever. And like, what's what's the biggest challenge in recording in front of a live audience and then creating like a finished product that's intended for a home audience afterwards? Yeah, live to tape is like a whole different beast, you know. I mean, you're you're recording in front of a, a, a group of people who are also there just for the live event. Like they want to get have a good night. So you're thinking about those people, but then ultimately that's like a couple, a few hundred people versus what's going to ultimately be the final product, which is in a hundred, over 190 countries, you know, around yeah. the world. Shout out Netflix. Uh, and mil- and- and millions of people. Yeah. Shout out Netflix. Um, so you do, you take a lot of time to make sure that you, you know, you record, well, I don't know, you were there, you saw it's probably like an hour and a half for what's ultimately 
28, 29 minutes. Uh, and you do have to be mindful of, of what's going to ultimately cut in the edit, but you find some of that in the edit. But that's the case with anything. I mean, also, you know, another show we do, which um, I think we talked about on one of the podcasts, is our show with Kevin Hart called Cold as Balls. And like those interviews, you know, um, or, or episodes, we film like an hour, and then that goes down to 10 minutes. So, you know, I feel like with all of these sort of unscripted formats, you allow it to go where it goes and let things unfold naturally. And then you need to make sure that you're doing everything right, you know, technically, and also to give yourself the best chance to make it work really well and tighten it and see what works best in post. But yeah, I mean, I, you, you live in that room, uh, finding exactly what to keep and what to leave on the, the editing room floor. I feel like it's just fascinating because with reality TV, it's such a huge part of the show not and I think like people like often are like they got a like I got a bad edit or you know it's like it's like just a, it's a really common mm-hmm. discussion to be like is this accurate mm-hmm. and are they being portrayed properly and it's to me it's like so much more about tone the way that shows ended up get editing versus like what's like true or not essentially and I just think it's I think it's like fascinating and the kind of thing that you don't necessarily have access to if you don't get to like be a part of the television process and yeah yeah and what I'll say is like you still did whatever you did. Yeah. Like, you know, like you did do that, like 100% you can edit somebody to look worse or better and you can manipulate and edit. You still said certain words, you know, and like, listen, there's, there's exceptions to that where people are edited and there's just a sliver of something that's taken out of context. And that's, that's not great. Like that's not a, that that's not a something you should do if you're in charge of an edit. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that's fair, but for the most part, you're seeing something that took place. Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, you should always be careful what you say when there's cameras around. <laughs> that's like basically how every um, Real Housewives yeah. reunion ends. Yeah. Like, you actually did that. You can't actually take it back. Um, right. <laughs> one thing I wanted to ask you is for the Abraham Lincoln episode, the Abraham Lincoln is played by Bob Saget and John Wilkes Booth is played by John Stamos, both of Full House fame. And... I was just Fuller like, House. Full, Fuller House as well. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Did you watch Full House as a kid? I did, of course. I feel like you're like a little young. For I'm it. not. I'm. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I watched. What was their relationship like? Like on set, they were they're like best friends, you right. know, and and they're extremely close with Jeff as well. Um, they were some of the first people to sign up to play those characters. I mean, what what an awesome Abraham Lincoln to have it be Bob Saget, and then just sort of the you know um, subtext and of 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 uh, Wilkes Booth being Stamos, and they had so much fun. Their chemistry was awesome, and you know, there's a lot of you know surface jokes about obviously them in character, but then they even slipped out every so often to sort of take jabs at each other sure. and the real people, which was really fun. But no, they're, they're super close. It was awesome to see. And, uh, you know, who knew, uh, they, they had such a close relationship with Jeff Ross as well. So it all came together. And I think that episode worked so well because, you know, you're up there and you're, you're, it's, it's almost like a, a filmed play and it's like the theatrics of it all. And if you're having a good time with it, um, that just makes it come off that much, uh, that, that much better. It's so funny like to see like to hear about Bob Saget in real life because he's like so not Danny Tanner who's like really oh no I, like he's like but he's an awesome guy yeah he's like he was, famously he was really cool like and, dirty comedian oh yeah I mean yeah <laughs> his his and also his 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 uh, monologue you know at the end um, was you know riddled with with like sort of dirty jokes and whatnot and again what we did we gave every you know actor playing their role of course like they had lines like 
and, you know, this might be news to some, but unscripted stuff frequently does have lines as well. Sure. Uh, yeah, you have <laughs> you know, to, and, certain and stuff, beats you have to yeah. hit. Oh, yeah. There's, no, there was a full, unbelievable, diverse writer's room of like 15 people on this. Yeah. You know, everything was written because um, it's sort of that hybrid alternative area, not really an sure. unscripted show. It's sort of a breed of semi-scripted. Um, but, you know, we, we gave all actors an opportunity to, to make it their own and, and add, you know, as long as it was historically accurate. We had researchers and everything. It was very important to us that we weren't distorting history and we were giving, you know, facts. Um, but he added a bunch of stuff that, you know, just had um that that, 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 that comedian comedian bob saget spin to it not so much danny tanner sure michael when we worked together on can i steal you for a second for hulu yeah. you weren't a huge bachelor fan which is okay you know i feel like you supported you turned to, me. to support me yeah um this is a particularly crazy you, you probably aren't aware but this season of the bachelorette is like insane because of um a lot of a lot of rumors ha- happening off the show and just from your small window into it. I'm curious if what your sort of like biggest astonishment was with Bachelor Nation, which is the legion of fans that watch this show. I mean, I got, I was in the truck watching you and <laughs> I, I was, my jaw kept dropping because, you know, I, I was like, it can't be like this every second. And everybody's like, no, it is. I mean, obviously it was a highlight show, but I was just watching these crazy arguments and I get it's super addictive. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and I was like, I need to find out who, who wins this thing. Uh, and all I knew was really what we did that day. Like we obviously came in to support the ringer and, and, and make the project, um, you know, for Hulu. But, uh, I was not a huge fan and then I, I I can understand why if I was watching week after week that I would be very invested and you know <laughs> again like you said like some of the things these people were saying with cameras on uh, are shocking but it was super fun and you know I think that you know the way you guys break it down and, and, and almost look at it like it's like a sporting event because in some ways it is like it it's is. a competition it's it's really intense and fun and uh, I get it now tons of athletes on the show like not actual athletes like they like kind of made it to the NFL. There's a lot of football bachelor crossover and I, I don't exactly know why. I guess, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't completely explain it, but like almost every time I do an episode, there's like some kind of football reference. So whatever. Really? Yeah. I, I, you know, just, it happens. And I've been advocating for Wasn't an there, athlete bachelor. I thought there was a, a bachelor who was like an ex-pro. Well, Jesse Palmer was, was the bachelor yeah. a long time ago. So he he yeah, wasn't. There you go. See, yeah. see, I got I got I got the knowledge. He was he that does count. And then the bachelor Colton, he had, was in the NFL for like one second. He was on the practice squad. Doesn't even count. But well, he made the practice squad. Come on. I know, you're right. You're nicer than me. I I like my lord. I really have always wanted there to be an NBA bachelor, but the season just doesn't work out because they have to film in um, mid September to mid November, which like just doesn't work with, with most most athlete schedules. Huge bummer. For, for a big enough NBA star, they should shift the schedule and, and get uh, those crossover eyeballs. I think I think a lot of people would tune in for that. I mean, it'd be good synergy since it's ABC and ESPN, you know? There you go. The Celtics were on this season. Yeah, exactly. Um, Michael, thank you so much. If you are at home this July 4th weekend, check out Historical Roast. It's on Netflix just waiting for you. Thank you. I got to keep making stuff so we can keep doing this. Yeah, exactly. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Juliet. Bye. Thanks, guys. All right. I hope you all have great 4th of July weekends. Thank you to Michael. Thank you to Dustin. Thank you to Cape Line. Thank you to Article. Thank you to General Mills.
Remember, when hunger strikes, just remember this set of numbers. That's 90, 10, 1. 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. It's available in four tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. It's available at all retailers, Walmart, Target, your local grocery store, and Amazon. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll be back on Monday night.